We're starting a new sermon series today around the, the, the little books in the Bible, uh, which many of us don't read uh, or tend to skip past because some of them are on one page, some of them just a few verses. So we decided to do a little series of sermons because these little books are in the Bible for a reason, and uh, it's good that we should spend some time with them one way or another. And so we're going to do that today, and... Uh, and I want to speak from uh, the letter of Paul uh, to Philemon, um, who was a friend. And um, Philemon had, a, had a, a slave by the name of Onesimus uh, who ran away, went to Rome, met Paul, befriended Paul, uh, became a Christian uh, and a very devoted Christian. And Paul encouraged him uh, to go home, Onesimus. He needed to go back to Philemon because Philemon was his master. He was the slave master. And the only one who could set Onesimus free uh, was, was Philemon. So he sent him back and said, you've got to go back, even if it means death. But the right thing to do is to go back uh, and make peace and put things right. Uh, which he did. And uh, uh, just as, a, as an aside, uh, it, it's, there's a, a tradition, uh, has it, that Philemon uh, released Onesimus, and Onesimus became the great bishop of Ephesus, from a slave to a bishop, with respect, Bill. <laughs> You're not a slave, I don't think. <laughs> And, and it's about the great change that can come about when Jesus Christ turns a fugitive into a bishop. What happens when fugitives, however do you define that, uh, turn away from their sin uh, and, and change their lifestyle and give their lives over to Christ and, and all the things that happen as a result of that um, you know, people often question why these little books are in the Bible. As I say, this is one page. Uh, I think Ralph's got the lucky draw next week. It's about four verses. Uh, but, but they're all there for a reason. And I want to try and get to the bottom of Onesimus today if I can, uh, just to uh, see how we go with, with Onesimus and Philemon. It's a great story. Because you see, I want to say this, whatever you've done, whatever you've become, Please come home. Please come home. Because that's really what this little book is about. It's about coming home. It's about coming home to restoration, to, to family, to, to inclusiveness and, and all the rest. It's about coming home. Now, I want to read just one little passage uh, from Galatians, believe it or not. I don't want to read Philemon because it's too long. But I want to read a few verses out of Galatians chapter 3 from verse 26 through to verse 7 in chapter 4. Just a few verses. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you were baptized into Christ. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And then in chapter 4. 
What I'm saying is that as long as an heir is, an un, is under age, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when you were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons and daughters, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Just do there. So whatever you've done, whatever you've become, please come home. Please come home. Because I want you to know, God wants you to know, Jesus wants you to know that your life matters. No matter how high or low your station in life, your life matters. You see, it mattered enough for God to spill this, the blood of his son to redeem Onesimus like he did to redeem you and me and you and you and you and you and you, all of us. Have you ever asked yourself these things? Just how much more do I have to do for God before he'll accept me into the family? Folks, I think we've all had these thoughts one time or another. How much more do I have to do for God before he'll accept me into his family? Believing that it's something I do. Forgetting it's not about what I do, it's what God does in me. We say things like, I'm trying to lead a clean life. I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm trying to be a good person. I go to church. How much more must I do? Here we go again. What do I have to do? We say things like, I've never had that sense of peace that I've ever really qualified to be a member of God's family. Folks, I want to suspect that I'm pressing buttons here. Because we've all had these kind of thoughts in our lives, one way or another. In the letter to Titus, in chapter 3 and verse 5, we read, Not by works of righteousness, which we do, but by God's mercy, He has saved us. So this is not so much about what we've done, but what God is doing through Jesus in our lives. And this is the truth of biblical Christianity that we have to hold on to. It's not who we are or what we do that qualifies us to be members of God's family. It's the fact that Jesus paid the price for my sin and yours and the sins that we do. And he qualifies us. He did it for you and for me. It's done. Someone once said that it's not what we do. It's what God does. It's not do, it's done. Do we understand? Because this is the truth that we have to understand today. And if we do, then I can stop. But I won't. <laughs> because you see, 
Some of you were dragged here. Yes, we know who gets dragged here. We won't look in any specific direction. But, And I know that you're hearing what I'm saying and you're thinking that's okay for you, Derek, but you're trying. But I'm beyond hope. I've blown it too many times. Am I ringing bells? I think we've all said this at one time or another in our lives. Well, if you think you're with a beyond hope, you're not. You're not. No matter how broken your life is, my life is, if we open our lives to Jesus Christ, we'll never be the same again. And it'll always be to the better. The hope of the Christian faith is a hope for tomorrow and all our tomorrows, never to look over our shoulders. You know what happens if you're walking down the road and you look over your shoulder? You're going to bump into something because you're not looking where you're going. And God doesn't want you looking over your shoulder. He wants you to go in his direction. The message of Jesus Christ today and always is that whatever you've done, whatever you've become, please come home. Please come home. And in a sense, we do this week by week by week, and we need to continue to do this week by week by week. It's not a one-off. It's a journey. It's a wonderful, wonderful journey of faith. Because if you stop and think about it, the road behind you and me is a road of broken dreams, the road of disappointment, the road of disillusionment, the road of brokenness, the road of grief. The words we think of as Christians so often begin with these words, I had so hoped. Or the two saddest words in the English language, if only. I had so hoped that the tests would come back negative. If only we could work out our differences. I had so hoped that we'd be able to have a child. If only I could never be lonely or frightened or confused again. I had so hoped my kids would get their act together. If only my folks hadn't got divorced. Perhaps, perhaps what we need to do is to slow down a little and begin to understand that days like today help us to smell the roses, help us to take a deep breath, and as the saying goes, start all over again. Because you see, hope is available to us. There is a way forward. But we need to slow down enough for God to catch up with us, even in the service. Richard Pratt uh, is one of Luke's group, uh, Crossroad. Uh, Richard is the guy with the bald head that plays the guitar like an angel. Uh, Richard wrote a song, uh, and it's one of my favorites. And I never fail, uh, and you can hear it coming in my voice, I never fail to get touched by the song because it's just so real for you and me. It's called My Child. Now, I'm going to read it to you, but I'm going to play it at the end of the service uh, because these words are phenomenal. Just hear what Richard wrote. My child... 
I count every breath that you take. I watch your every step. And I wait. I hang on every choice you make. My child, you know you're very special to me. How long must I wait before you will see? How long before your heart will turn to me? My child, I watch as you live your life each day. And I long to walk with you along the way. My child, I have a dream especially for you. And there's nothing that can stop it coming true. Something special that only you can do. Come unto me, and I will break the chains that bind you and set you free. I will lift you up so that you can fly with me. I love that line. I will lift you up so you can fly with me. I gave everything for you on Calvary. Come unto me. I knew and loved you before the world began. I loved you more than you can understand. I'm always here for you. Just take my hand. Come unto me, my child. I see you chasing pretty rainbows every day. When you reach them, they just fade away. I see your blue skies slowly turning gray. My child, I watch as all your dreams disappear, and I can feel all your hopes turn to fear. The sparkle in your eyes has turned to tears. My child, I see you stumble and fall yet again. I see you lying broken in the rain. When you're hurting, you know I feel the pain. My child, do you know I'm always here for you? I think that should be the war cry of the church. My children, do you know we're here for you? There is no darkness that I can't help you through. Just trust in me and see what I can do. Come unto me. I will break the chains that bind you and set you free. I will lift you up so you can fly with me. I gave everything for you on Calvary. Come unto me. I knew you and loved you before the world began. I love you more than you can understand. I'm always here for you. Take my hand. Come unto me. Tough, eh? Fantastic words. What's your brokenness? What's mine? My child, what is your brokenness? Death? Pain? Cancer? COVID? Memories? Regret, fear, anger, depression, family relationships, families generally. I think that when Paul wrote to Philemon, many of these words were in his mind. My friends, Jesus is always about hope. Always. Jesus is always about taking us out of our brokenness. Jesus was born out of brokenness, if you think about it. His brokenness. And he gives us a living hope, a living relationship that we can seek and find. Listen to 1 Peter 1. Three and four. Praise be 
to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And His great mercy has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. This is a living hope, friends. This is what we're about here today and every other day. It's about eternal hope. It's a very real certainty of forgiveness and second chances and third and fourth and fifth and limitless. It's the very real certainty of compassion in the midst of our difficulties and our pain and our hurt. It's the absolute certainty that there is life forever. That death has been defeated and we can live together forever because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the certainty that we have a home in heaven. An inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade. It's the truth. It's hope. It's a living hope. The hope of heaven. That's what we're about Heaven is real because of what Jesus has done for us. We have the hope of living together forever with God. I don't know what heaven will be like, but I know I want to be there. How about you? And it starts with brokenness. My friends, I've tried very hard to give you a glimpse of hope this morning. But you need to deal with your brokenness. And the only way we can deal with our brokenness is to lay it at the foot of the cross. And I want to invite you to do that now. I'm going to play my child. I want you to think on these things that I'm talking about this morning. The things that need to get put down. The things that need to take the place of the things we put down, like hope and love and renewal and compassion and wholeness and healing. Whatever we've done, whatever we've become, please come home. And who knows what Jesus will do next as we move from brokenness to hope. I want to invite you to come. We're going to play this song now. Words are up on the screen. But I want you to just please listen. I want to invite you to respond to the song. Not necessary to come up. I just want to ask you, please, will you respond in whatever way is appropriate for you to the response to what Luke is going to sing in a moment. Richard's song, My Child. Because you are, in Jesus' words, my child. My child, I count every breath that you take. I watch your every step and await. You know your 
very special to me. How long must I wait before you'll see? How long before your heart will turn to me?
Jesus Christ, how do we say thank you? All we can say to you is please come. And I want to make that invitation to you this morning here in the congregation. Please come. Hear the invitation that Jesus makes to each and every one of us. Come unto me. I'll set you free. I don't know the chains that bind each and every one of us one way or another. But I know that Jesus knows. I want to invite you in this moment to just put it down. Let it go. And hear Jesus say to you, come unto me. I'll walk with you and I'll talk with you. And I'll guide you and I'll lead you and I'll be part of every single thing you do. And I'll be there to pick you up when you stumble. And I'll laugh with you and I'll dance with you. And I'll cry with you. Come unto me. Please come. And I want to make that invitation to you this morning sitting here, hear Jesus say, come. I don't know how you respond to that. You can say a quiet prayer in your heart. You can put up a hand. You can stand up. But I just hear Jesus saying to each and every one of us this morning, come unto me, come unto me. And I will set you free. Take a moment quietly in your heart. And maybe respond to that invitation. Come unto me. And so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all today and even forevermore. Amen.